Welcome to the F-Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Welcome, everybody, to episode 54 of the Financially Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth. I am your co-host, Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner, and I am joined, as always, by Tanner Bortnam. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and industry expert. On Wednesday, January 10th, 2024, the U.S. Securities Regulator approved the first U.S.-listed exchange-traded funds ETFs to track Bitcoin in a watershed moment for the world's largest cryptocurrency, uh, the SEC uh, commission or SEC said it approved 11 applications, including uh, ones from BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco, and Vanek. So that is the subject of uh, this episode: um, Bitcoin being approved for spot ETFs by the SEC. Um, so with that, we welcome in Tanner to explain what this all means and, and kind of break that down uh, for for us, this podcast uh, purposes and for just investors in general, um, what this um, moment means. We're recording this, by the way, this episode on Friday, January 12th. So um, still somewhat fresh and newsworthy um, as that news broke uh, Wednesday the 10th. So with that said, Tanner, um, our expert, what does this mean? Um, it kind of kind of depends what your thoughts are on on Bitcoin in general. Um, a lot of people who have been in the cryptocurrency world for a lot of years, uh, this is you know a could well it could be it could be a really good thing or a really bad thing. Um, I would say it's probably more or less uh, a better thing uh, for for people if if you want to have some cryptocurrency. Um. But if you're not into cryptocurrency, then it's not a big deal. You know, it's just it's like another commodity. It's like if you don't want to buy precious metals, it, you don't really care about gold and silver ETFs. You know, it's kind of that way. So, you know, for any of the of of our listeners who who are interested in this or have been interested in this, I, I know we did a earlier episode. Um, we looked this up. What was it? Two years ago, episode ten, I think, on cryptocurrency. Um, so not not wanting to go over again what cryptocurrency is or any of that, what what these ETFs, uh, what the SEC has done to allow these ETFs to come in is really just provide more availability to people to be able to you know, have exposure to Bitcoin in particular that's going to be a lot easier to purchase rather than going through Coinbase or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to actually own the individual bitcoins you're owning the etf that owns the bitcoins so you don't have to worry about having a digital wallet you don't have to worry about losing your long password you know all those things that are associated with um a coinbase or or other tra- uh, trading platform where you physically own it now again there's pros and cons to that people out there you know i, I treat this very similar and i brought it up gold and silver I treat this very similar to gold and silver. Not saying, I need to clarify this, I am not saying it's going to replace gold and silver. It's just going to operate similarly. Some people want to own the actual 
gold bars or coins. Some people mm-hmm. just want exposure to gold itself. Well, if you just want exposure, an ETF is fine. If you want to have those physical bars, you need to go buy actual gold. It's going to be the same for Bitcoin. If you need to have those coins and you think, you know, or, you know the, and you don't actually get the coins, but if you need to have the physical, um, I guess the virtual coins will call them. Yeah. yeah, but if you need to have that and be in control of that aspect, then you need to, you still have to go to Coinbase or something like that to purchase it. If you are just wanting exposure to Bitcoin and how Bitcoin goes up and down, then an ETF is a lot simpler. And the other nice part that the SEC did, I, I will admit I don't tend to give government a lot of credit a lot of times, but I will give them kudos on this. They, they allowed 11 of them all at the same time. And reading up on this, what this did was it drove down the cost. So there actually were ETFs out there prior to uh, January 10th. Futures. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. there are future contracts um, or future uh, ETFs on Bitcoin. And the expense ratios were crazy, like 1.5% up to 2.5%, 3% per year just to own this ETF. Well, now with this new um, 11 of them that are spot priced, it's much reduced. I mean, I don't know exactly what all of them will be, but you're probably going to be somewhere in the... 0.2 to 0.4 range in expenses rather than 1.5 plus. So saving a lot in expenses to just own this, you know, asset as well. Sure. Yeah, I like how you explained it. I mean, in my eyes, there's three three segments. You either you you owned and, and believed in, in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin and, and already have that digital wallet. Or you're on the opposite side of the spectrum where you just don't care and don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Or someone like I would consider me, I do have a little bit of Bitcoin just because I wanted to see the process. But I feel like the, that middle segment is they know what it is. They've been interested, but they just weren't sure the mechanism and how to do it. And this is going to be a better and easier way to 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 invest in it and believe in it and track it and and do it without actually having to hold it. Correct. So, um, yeah. That's where, like, I, I feel like I'll, I probably won't invest anything further in actual the coins itself, but um, carving out a little part in the portfolio f- with with this ETF, I think, would be a, a good way for me personally, but also other investors that fit that same mold. So sure, and you as a non financial advisor can by all means make that claim and i will just say whatever people think is best for themselves <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yep. um you know in the day or two days since uh this filing went down um according to reuters uh that etf saw 4.6 billion dollars worth of shares trade hands uh, as of thursday afternoon so uh, Bitcoin, with the, the speculation leading up to this, um, is up 3%, uh, the highest since December of 2021. Um, so a, a surge specifically with Bitcoin, but cryptocurrency as a whole after in the last couple of years have, have um, seen a little bit of a dip and um, just a slow um, in it as a whole. So um, 
is this a euphoria moment for for the market specifically for the cryptocurrency or is this surge sustainable or what do you think um as we um kind of earmark this landmark uh, event in history as we move forward um as we look toward the the full year of 2024 what what can we expect um from this new etf (laughs) um other than it just making it easier for for people to have access to it uh, that's really all i mean Bitcoin is extremely volatile and the other smaller coins are even more volatile. So, I mean, as you mentioned, um, Bitcoin was up since, and there was what, 4.6 billion, I think you said, that went into these various ETFs on that first day. And Bitcoin was, was up that day to a high from you know whatever you had just listed. Well, I was looking this up. Bitcoin's already down. From that, I mean, yep. it was at forty-seven over forty-seven thousand five hundred as of Thursday, and it's down to you know forty-two thousand. I mean, it's five thousand dollar loss in a matter of two days. So, Bitcoin is extremely volatile. I have absolutely no idea where this is going to go. There are people out there that claim to do. I think they're full of it. I don't think anyone can possibly know where this is going to go. It's 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 this abstract thing and I'm not trying to say that Bitcoin doesn't have a place, I'm, you know, not trying to say any of those things. It just it's it's not Walmart stock or Apple stock right. and you can be like, well, Apple sold X amount of iPhones, so thus their profit should be this and like, okay, they're trending upwards. I can see that they're going to make more money. This is purely what is some person willing to pay for a Bitcoin? And that's that's how the price is, <laughs> moves around. What is a willing buyer and a willing seller, you know, where are they meeting? And it's over currently a, an arbitrary coin that has value but also no monetary no you can't use it like a coin and you know there there still are some of these restrictions now if it ever becomes you know something where you can use it a lot easier i think the value well i don't even know if that would cause the value to go up i mean it still is just a thing that would have a value and then you can trade it as currency and i i think i mean personally i think if it becomes a currency it may lose some of its nostalgia of, well, I can use this to buy things now rather than I have this thing that's off limits and it's special and it's, you know, like like think of trading cards, right? If you have the one up yeah. on the wall that you never touch and you never play with and you never do anything with, the value of that's a lot more than the one that's you're trading between friends and all of these because it's, you know, it gets... So I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea where Bitcoin prices are going to go. They've been all over sure. the board over the last few years. And I mean, even just this year, it's been a good, uh, I shouldn't say this year because we're in 24 now, but 23, you know, it had a reasonably good year. Um, and, you know, and, and I should say really good year compared to certain parts of the market. But in terms of Bitcoin itself, I mean, it's had better years on a percentage basis and it's had way worse years, you know. So it's just, I would say if you're looking to get into this or looking at the ETFs, do your homework, 
like we, I, I don't remember everything from episode 10. It was two years ago, but I do remember saying, treat it like you're gambling. Only mm-hmm. put in what you're willing, because it's, it would, I would tell you the same thing if you were wanting to go buy a penny stock that is a company. I would tell you the same thing if you're wanting to go buy some hyper, hyper aggressive, aggressive growth stock. It's just, they just have massive amounts of risk. And so you have to, you know, invest proportionally to, that amount of risk. This isn't a this isn't a CD. This isn't buying Walmart. This isn't buying Apple. This is this is just buying something that's extremely volatile and you you can lose a lot of money in it. Um or you could make a lot of money if you happen to buy it at the right time and it goes up. It, it's either way, yeah. but it's it you're more likely to strike out or hit a home run. Hitting doubles and singles is probably not how this plays out. Um but anyway, just do your homework on it. Don't put in more than you are willing to absolutely lose. Um, the ETF route now makes it a lot easier, as we've been talking about. Um, trying to pick between those companies, do your research on the companies, look at the expense ratio. Expenses aren't everything; it's a factor. The you know companies that have the lower expense, that's a good starting point. But also, you got to look at their liquidity. Bitcoin isn't the most liquid of assets; it's not the most easily tradable when you need to get money out of your ETF. So if, if the, you know, a bunch of people want money out because some negative news comes out about Bitcoin down the road, are you able to get your money out? You want something that has a lot of trading volume and has the liquidity. Um, and so, you know, look into that too between the 11 new ETFs that are out there. Let's speak to that volatility that you talked about mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit. Um, According to Morningstar U.S. Marketing Index, yes, I do research for this, um, over the past five years, uh, the standard deviation for Bitcoin is nearly four times that of the U.S. stock market. Um, So with that said, um, and Bitcoin being very volatile, as you've stated, um, very high ceiling, very low floor, could this news in this recent... um, approval by the uh, SEC bring a little bit more stability? Um, And I'm not really asking for a yes or no. I understand that you're probably going to say, I don't know. Um, But as we look and monitor this, could this be something we look for in 2024 that maybe this watershed moment, if we want to call it that, brings it a little bit more stable it's still going to be probably the most volatile thing or etf Mm -hmm. in the portfolio but could it be bring stability to this speculative i i think that's a call it a security you can't yeah because it's an etf the etf is a security okay um yeah i think that i think that's a really great point that um you know what you point out there is you know it is extremely volatile i'm kind of shocked that it's only four times now Again, people need to remember that doesn't mean, you know, in, in in small variations, it's small numbers. But if the market is going up 20%, that means Bitcoin four times more is up 80 or down 80. Um, mm. You know, so it, it grows or up or down very quickly. So, but I do think that having these ETFs probably should bring that down. As you alluded to, it's not going to get anywhere near the S&P's, you know, standard deviation of risk, but it should bring it down because it's easier for people to get money in and out than it was previously. And so, and you have more, you have more players in the game in terms of companies 
helping get access to this. You know, before this, unless you wanted to do the futures ETF, you were, I mean, from my understanding, there was about a handful of, of websites you could go to to trade this stuff. And so there, there wasn't really a lot of uh, competition. And so now that there's 11 more ETFs out there, they will help you know, provide some of that as well. So I, I do think we'll see the volatility come down. I think, it, as you said, it's still going to be extremely aggressive, but you know, it, it, like is, it is unlikely to stay up at that four times level. Sure. So the next step would probably be in the next couple of years, even more stability to come if we can or the world or whomever can make this a tokenized thing and exchanges are happening more frequently. Um, so I, I guess the, the last thing I want to ask you or just mention is, um, you know, it's pretty interesting that, you know, obviously if you watch us, you can probably gauge our, our age level. And one thing I <laughs> would like to point, point out uh, would probably, I mean, we're not older millennials. We're just millennials. Um, I think it's pretty refreshing, and this is just my opinion. Um, obviously, you're a fiduciary and a financial advisor, but I think most the the general um, uh, blanket statement or assumption is young people would be really excited or excitable about uh, and passionate about cryptocurrency, but you're not. Um, is that all financial advisors, um, or is it just your level of expertise? You can just kind of see through the BS and. Um, understand it better. Uh, I just feel like it's a it's a buzzword of yeah, crypto's the next thing, and we should all jump on board. But um, I, I I and I know it's if you're a listener of this podcast, you obviously know that Tanner is not a big crypto guy. So, um, long story short, I guess I don't know yeah. a terrible um, no no you're fine and, and way to you're fine. I'm just trying uh, to kind of think how to answer that. Um, I, I would say it's just more of my philosophy. Um, you know, as, as as our loyal listeners know, you know, one of my, I hate to say mentors because I've never met the man, but one of the people that I try to emulate is Warren Buffett. And he always preaches that invest in the things you know. Don't try to become an expert. Like you can't be an expert in everything. And so invest in the areas that you know and don't invest in other ones. And you are going to miss. You know, he admits that. He did not get into Apple and some of these companies early enough. And and he admits it because he just he didn't understand it well enough to do it right away. And so were there people that have made more money off of Apple than Warren Buffett? Yes. But is there anyone that's made more money off the stock market in general? No. So I understand Bitcoin on a scale of one to 10, I'll say five to six. There are people out there that understand the blockchain and everything behind it and how that works. And I mean, they, they can, it's like they're talking a foreign language. I am not at that level. So that's where it kind of, I don't want to say scares me, but that's where I back off. I'm like, I don't really understand this. And up until these ETFs came out, I couldn't invest it for clients anyways. So it's kind of like a out of sight, out of mind. Now that it is available, I'm still not super high right now on it. I I personally do view it something similar to like 
a gold and silver. It's if someone wants some in their portfolio, it's part of your 10, 15% allocation to alternatives. But again, that doesn't mean that all of that is in crypto. That's the allocation right. to all alternatives. And you just plop some over there and you know that, hey, this is, you know, it's like buying, uh, yeah, gold or silver or other currencies. Some people, I don't trade currencies. I don't try to see when the dollar's going up and the euro's going down and the pounds, you know, I don't, but some people, that's that's what they know. So that's how they, so I would just say that's kind of where I am. I don't, I don't think Bitcoin's evil. I don't think any of that. I do think that there is a, or there tends to be the, the fear of missing out like we've talked about, I'm pretty sure, on episode 10, like we talked about with the meme stocks, like we talked about with a lot of that, and you're almost viewed as an idiot because you're not getting on this bus and the bus is leaving. Well, where's the bus for GameStop now? Where's the bus for AMC right now? You know, those people got off the bus. They're telling everyone, get on, get on, get on, while they're getting off because they're selling you their shares for way more money than they know it's worth, but they're convincing everybody, get on, it's going higher, 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 and it's not. You know, what was the Elon Musk one? Uh, Dogecoin Dogecoin? or whatever. Yeah, Dogecoin. To the moon. No idea where that's at. Highly doubt it is as high as it was. I'm sure it's like... (laughs) Probably about 10 cents. It's been at 10 cents for a long time. Yeah, and what I, what was it at at one point? You know, like I think it, it the water, high crest high water mark was like sixty nine seventy cents. So okay, so so it is down multitudes, <laughs> right? Like so, right. That's where I feel people can kind of get swept up, and I just say, just do your research. I don't have any problem if someone wants to put some money into Bitcoin. Just yeah, I guess that's what I was kind of looking yeah. for. Is if you're listening and if there's a situation, you hey, interested? I have a financial advisor. Now you can approach them and say, hey, can we <clears throat> look into this or where where should we yep. put this into the yep. portfolio? And baby steps, baby yeah. steps. You know, you don't go in, you don't go in, and there's some new hot stock, and you just be like, hundred percent going in this stock. You don't do that. You baby step and you you make sure it keeps growing and you can keep buying more. You can always keep buying more. So interesting. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I think that's good. We just wanted to touch on it since it's you know new new news. Um, it had just come out. So um, yeah, all good. Yeah, well, certainly. But monitor as we uh, head through twenty twenty four the volatility of it and uh, if it becomes a a case study or pre- sets a precedent precedent for future cryptocurrencies. Oh, um, well, I will well, piggyback so. on that just real quick. I, I think mm-hmm. since they have done this with Bitcoin, it, it's only a matter of time that some of the other big ones, Ethereum, I don't know what would be next after Ethereum. Dogecoin to the moon. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> but I, I, I expect that they will. there will be more of them that start um, coming out as time goes on as well. Right on. All right, that wraps up another episode of the F-Sharp Podcast. We thank Tanner Tanner for his insight and knowledge. And also thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode or this episode, uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. If you are new, we invite you to listen to our previous episodes that we cover a wide range of personal finance topics, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions or suggestions, shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That is podcast at 
FinanciallySharp.com. For Tanner, I'm Adam reminding you until the next episode, stay financially sharp. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com.